Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another episode of So Frail Conversations. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about the rites of passage. Um, and I'm going to be talking about our rites of passage, really. Um, I've learned that we don't have one. You know, we don't have a rites of passage at all. Uh, we kind of just, in essence, go with the flow. And we just kind of... Um, we never really have a true transitional phase until uh, uh, to where we become men. Now, don't get me wrong. We call ourselves men. We, we, we love to reaffirm and try to, you know, oh, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm doing this. I'm doing that in the third. And we, we say it and we speak it, but we never have a defining moment that crosses us over because we still do a lot of kitty shit. We still do a lot of teenage shit. We still do a lot of childish shit in the things that we do. And it's, it's, it's like, where's our, sec- our separation point? You know, I've, I've, I've observed personally that the rites of passage actively comes probably about 30 to 40 years old. Well, not 30 to 40, because even that's still like anywhere between 40 to 50, like that's when I notice that there's a, a certain switch that goes off. And now we want to, okay, I want to slow down. I want to do this. I'm like we start to do real men shit, but we're old at that point. We're old. And when are we supposed to actively transition into manhood? When when is our defining moment? You know, and when I look at what our rites of passage is, you know, typically it's about 15, 16 years old when it's supposed to be, you know, because that's when you're really supposed to come into your own. But a lot of it is hindered. A lot of it is masked and a lot of it is, is blinded. And our main focus at that point is just, you know, get bitches, you know, and I don't mean bitches in the sense that I'm calling women bitches. I'm speaking according to a lot of the things that we have, um, that has been uh, allowed to be infiltrated within us, you know, get bitches, you know, that's the only goal, get money and get bitches. Like that's really, we define that as that's what takes, you know, becomes a man. But when we understand the chakra energies, when you understand that, like that's no lower nature behavior and we're operating from root chakra when that's our only focus, you know, so there needs to be, you know, and as I always talk about with the, um, the chakra systems, you have, of course, you have, well, you got 12, but you, need, you got at least seven within this physical plane. And those seven, you know, the third, uh, yeah, the third one, which is your solar plexus, that's where your personal identity is. But we never really develop a personal identity. We just fit a mold that feels comfortable to those around us that gives us a comfort zone around us and we stick with that. And that's never really a true rite of passage. You know, we never really have a true rite of passage as men. Where did we lose it? Who knows? You know, could be during Ma'afa, which is, you know, the transatlantic slave trade. Could be during the trans-Saharan, the sub-Saharan slave trade, you know. Um, but whatever the case may be, somewhere, somehow, the cycle was broken, the link was broken out of the chain. and we have, we don't have a, a, a proper rites of passage. You know, now this is not saying no crazy rituals or no shit like that, I'm saying, but there's no defined moment when we can acknowledge that our spiritual, our mental, and our physical are transitioned into manhood. You know, because like I said, when it comes, like, what is manhood? You know, if we're still stuck on a man being the protector and the provider, that's it, we got a long ways to go. We got a long ways to go. But before I hop into that and I get heavy into it, 
um, be sure to check me out. Um, be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore seen underscore. Be sure to um, visit my webpage at IamJustSeen.com to get access to my trading courses, my vegan courses, my all of my books, um, my merchandise, and of course, chatting with Seen if you want to book a session. Everything can be found there at IamJustSeen.com. Um, be sure to get my books, Hitting the Raw, Living a Raw Plant-Based Lifestyle for Life, if you're looking to transition into the plant-based lifestyle. So frail a reality to black male masculinity and so frail to toxic femininity. As always, I appreciate everyone, everyone who donates and, you know, gives tips on to the podcast. Um, you are greatly appreciate everybody who's a, a sponsor, you know, monthly sponsors like y'all been rocking with me for the longest and I fucks with you 100%. Um, to anybody who, you know, wants to donate, wants to tip, feel free to do so. Cash App um, and PayPal are both options and they are in the description of your podcast. Um, sponsorship is through the main podcast station at Anchor, so you can um, visit that to check that out if you would like to sponsor. Um, that's pretty much it for that. So, um, and I want to just say, you know, take the time to thank everybody who continually listens. You are beyond appreciated. Like, y'all don't have to sit and, you know, <laughs> give me an hour and a half, sometimes three hours of your time. Um, but you do. And I greatly appreciate that because time is something that we cannot get back. And to know that you are willing to give me your time means the world to me. So I want to thank everybody. And I appreciate you 100% um, from the bottom of my heart, top of my heart and the middle. Um, but I'm not going to ramble anymore because we got to we got to get into this. So um, we're going to take a quick break, quick break. And then we're going to hop back into so frail conversations. The rites of passage. Oh yeah, and don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the market for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. <laughs> anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So just take a quick peek into my world and see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. You will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. So when it comes to the rites of passage and shit, right, we um we kind of have to look at it from, from I'm not going to say necessarily an ancestral perspective because we don't know the ancestral rites of passage, right? But what I will say is this, we do know that at some point within every culture, within every civilization, there's, there's a moment where there's a transition between when you're no longer a boy and you become a man. But there's phases, there's levels to the shit. You know, I mentioned the 12, the 12 chakras as opposed to the seven. Um, and even that's identifiable in a part of, you know, the seals that have to be broken and the things that have to come out. If you look at, if you read the story of Hercules, um, what do you have, like 12 trials or some shit that he had to go through in order to be, like he was born, you know, you know the story, he was born demigod or whatever. He had 12 trials that he had to constantly defeat in order to 
go back to Mount Olympus or whatever the case may be. And that's a cultural thing. That's a part of the, the, the normal culture of people. You know, everybody has those 12 obstacles, those 12 trials that they got to go through in order to become, I guess, their higher self and to be able to ascend on quote unquote Mount Olympus and shit, right? But as people, we have, we have a rites of passage we got to go through as men and we rarely go through that rites of passage. You know, it's kind of like a, we remain, we, 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 we're titled men while we still operate from a boyish mentality. We still do a lot of boyish shit, you know. I'm not saying I'm, I'm 100% doing man shit on a regular basis because I still have my moments. But I understand it from the perspective of, you know, you have to, you have to see it from, um, from that higher realm. You feel me? You guys see it from the higher realm. And when it comes to our rites of passage, it's like our rites of passage is very carnal. It's very basic. You know, we have quote unquote sex talks and then we're taught how to work. We're taught how to get a good job. We're taught shit like that. If we're even taught to get a good job, we're taught a hustle of some sort too, you know? So it comes into a different, a different reality and a different dynamic. And again, like I said, I don't know what our ancient cultures did as far as right to pass, but I know they had one. Every culture has one, you know, but it's part of the unseen shit that you don't see about the culture that you can't see about the culture. We put so much of our shit on front street and we allow so much to be seen that it's kind of, you know, where is it? You know, where is it? You know, me personally, and just from the homies that I involve myself with and having conversations with brothers, it's like, when did you become a man? Like, not when you called yourself a man, not when you got your first job, not when, like, when did you feel like a man? When was that feeling like, I'm no longer a confused child who doesn't know what he's doing in this world? A lot of us, we still have that feeling. You feel what I mean? We still have that feeling. And a lot of it comes from when you find yourself, you know, when you when you explore that. And when I look at, you know, just some documentations and, you know, histories, like there was always a moment, like when the son was about 15 years old, maybe, you know, roughly about 14, 15 years old, him and his father went away. You feel what I mean? Him and his father went away. So it's like, what was happening when they went away? You know, of course, the entertainment side of it wants us to believe that they just went to go fight. You know, they went to go train and do push-ups and shit. But I, I personally feel like it's deeper than that. The reason why I feel like it's deeper than that because when I, when I went into the dark side of my soul, like, it was more than just working out. It was just more than doing push-ups and calisthenics and shit to keep my body right. Like, there was something in me that I had to retrain, that retrained my mind. Something in me I had to retrain my soul. And... When I consider right to pass, like nobody knew what was going on. The son had to be taken away from his mother. You feel me? The son had to go in a situation where he's deviated from his mother, but he's with a man. You feel what I'm saying? Now, I do know that a lot of our rights of passage have stopped because a lot of men are doing some fucked up shit. You know, when we look at culturally, um, and I'm talking culturally from the global aspect, like a lot of men are pedophilic. You know, a lot of the culture that we have infused to is very pedophilic and they fuck with the young boys. They fuck with little boys on that type time. Like when you look at, um, for example, the word mentor, right? It was at one point when it started with the Greeks or whatnot, it was mentoring the boys, you know? 
and they were going in them, they were doing stuff. So it's like when the mothers were sending them their sons off, you know, they're thinking they're coming back as men. And yeah, they come back stronger, they come back buffer, but something was off. Something was off because a lot of this was was ingrained to do. It was a lot of other shit going on. And a lot of times we look at, you know, different cultic things, you know, brother, quote unquote, brotherhood, sisterhoods and shit. A lot of shit goes on on that backside, you know. Now, I've never been initiated in no shit like that. So, again, I'm speaking on hearsay. And I'll admit that I'm speaking on hearsay. So it's not like I'm speaking factual shit and saying, okay, this is what I know for a fact happens. But I happen to know some men who give insight to a lot of the shit that they've gone through. Quote unquote brother brotherhood, and it's been a lot of, you know, foul shit. I'll say that. I'll say foul shit. Um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, demoralizing and shit like that. So it's like, you know, I've heard the phrase often: they break you down to build you up, right? So it's like, you know, was that happening in our rites of passage? And it's like, what is ha- what what was that? What qualified our rites of passage into manhood? You know. But a part of me feels like that can't be the reality of what was really done and what was supposed to go on simply because you don't demoralize. Like to demoralize somebody, like if you study Pavlov, Pavlov and his dogs and shit, what he did was he deprived them, he put them in a traumatic situation to respond to a certain way. So it's like that correlates with that because then you can control a person to do whatever you want to do. There's no more freedom. There's no more freedom to that person. They're now manipulated by the things that you do. Or the things that you have instilled in them, you know. So it's like a part of that breaking, part of that breaking down, was that a rites of passage? I don't, again, I don't feel like it was. But what I do feel like our rites of passage was, in those times when the son will go off with the uh, father, you know, to be transformed into that man, I feel like he's learning things spiritually. He's learning how to work, how to utilize his mind on his own. How to tap into his masculine essence, the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction. You know, we don't have that. We don't have that. A lot of our mothers can't send us off or leave us with men because they don't trust the men. With just reason. I'm not saying like, ladies, I'm not, I'm not, if y'all listening, I'm not saying when your boy comes of age, you send him. No, fuck that. Because these motherfuckers is weird. They're weirdos. It's a lot of motherfuckers doing sick shit. Like, for example, um, this like like no sick shit has ever happened to me, um, but I knew a dude that was real cool with my mom, and I was I was buying a car at the time, and I had to be like twenty. I was in college; it was my senior year, so I had to be like 21, 21 or twenty. Yeah, I had to be like twenty one. I hadn't turned twenty two yet. So the guy, you know, me, my mom's like, "Yo, I want you to go." Uh, with my son to, you know, he, he met us at the dealership or whatnot. And this was prior to me selling cars, so I didn't know shit about this anyway. But, you know, he told me what to look for and things like that. So my mom gave him my number because I'm like, all right, bam, dude, you're going to meet me up there. It is what it is. Oh, hey, really? So I think he had to be like 40-something. So it's like, you know, my mom trusts him. She's like, he's a good person. She sees him with the kids because, like, he was a teacher or some shit with the um, students. So... You know, my mom gave him my number. It was like, yo, meet him up here. Talk to him about the car and shit. I'm like, cool. I see my mom's intention and what she was trying to do. So this is not me like throwing a slight or trying to, you know, badmouth my mom or no shit like that. Um, Because she didn't know this person. 
I didn't know this person. So it's like, we texting. And my thing is this. And nigga, after the transaction is done, bro, I, don't, I ain't got to fuck with you no more. I don't even know you. You feel what I mean? So it was like dealership we go through and everything. It was, you know, Caucasian dealership. Motherfuckers was real racist and shit. But, you know, it's expected, nigga. That's what they do. So he texts me. He's like, yeah, he was a very prejudiced man. Did you sense that? I was like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I ain't got shit to talk about, bro. I got my car, like, going about your business, bro. You feel me? So, you know, he's texting me. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you texting me for? I have no conversation for you, bro. Like, there's, like, fuck, I don't know you. So eventually it had died down. A couple months later, I see in the news press that he was setting up cameras in boys' locker rooms at the school. Like he, was a foot, he was a baseball coach, football coach, or something, one of them. But he was setting up cameras in the boys' locker rooms, watching the boys. I'm like, damn, that's some sick shit. So my mom brought it to my attention. She was like, he ain't never tried nothing. I said, hell no, nah, he ain't never tried nothing with me. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't one of those like kids and shit. But then when I think about it, it's like those boys are like 14, 15 years old. High school kids. High school football players, high school high school baseball players, high school sports sports athletes. So it's like, what is it what what the fuck is wrong with men in that mentality to where they prey on boys like that? And is that a right to, is that a part of a quote unquote rights of passage? Like I've noticed that, like I didn't I didn't play sports like you know um, structured growing up. Like if I play like we will go get an open. We'll get a football, go to an open field, and just play football. Or we'll go play twenty one basketball, like at somebody random crib, like with the fucking with the with the basketball court where or the basketball hoop where you lost the little screw in nozzle, so you couldn't fill the bitch up with water, so you put a heavy ass tire on and shit or some center blocks. Y'all know what I'm talking about, you know. But that's how I played. But then I noticed a lot of sports at sports athletes did a lot of homosexual shit. Like they'll punch each other in the nuts. Motherfucking, they'll, they'll do a lot of shit. It's like, I'm like, yo, why is that normal? You know, I was watching the episode of fucking, um, what is it? Uh, I think it's Ridiculousness or something. Some, it was something on MTV. And one of, the, um, one of the guys was speaking. He was like, you know, that's the sign that you're not homosexual when you can comfortably do shit like that. And then it puts into perspective how people be talking about, yo, your masculinity is so toxic when you don't do female shit. And I'm not talking feminine shit, because feminine, as y'all know, I, under, I define as the spiritual, mental, physical embodiment of the essence of analysis, of synthesis and construction. So I'm not talking about the essence, you know, but when you stop doing, start doing female shit, like females grab penises, like females do shit like that, you know what I mean? So it was little shit like that that was like, that I started to pay attention to, that I was like, is this some kind of thing, you know? Is this some kind of thing that, that goes on, you know, and what is it about, you know? So the point of that that I was making was that our right to pass stops because our mothers typically don't send us with men, you know, we don't have a man to go with. Like we're supposed to be able to go with our father and, you know, in that time, you know, he teaches us shit. Of course he teaches us physical shit, like, you know, okay, do pushups, how to fight, how to do shit like that, you know, but there's a spiritual and a mental component too that he has to elevate us to. That when we transcend into that shit, it's like, bro, now you're ready to be a man. But did our fathers go through that shit? You know? Because like I said, our culture was stripped. Our culture was stripped away from us. 
So our rites of passage has to be based off of the oppression that we that we live through. Them motherfuckers be doing some sick shit. They do some sick shit, like real sick shit. So their rites of passage is totally different from ours. You feel what I mean? Their rites of passage is totally different to ours when they're coming into manhood. You know, growing up, I had Caucasian friends. And again, they did some sick shit. Like, it's weird shit. Like, it's weird, bro. Like, it's fucking weird. Like, they would say, like, you know, Dave Chappelle had a funny comedy skit, but it was real. If you hung around Caucasian dudes, you would know that why it was funny. He was like, he said, man, they always try to draw penises on you. Or, you know, you fall asleep around them, they try to stick something in you. Or, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, that's crazy. Like, I had my, I had a sleepover. I was like 11, 11 to 12. And they were like, yo, now, when me and my cousins and shit, when we had sleepovers, you feel me? It would be on some shit like, yo, if you fell asleep, we punching you. You know, we'll put a pillow. Like, that was some deadly shit. We shouldn't have been doing no shit like that. But we would do crazy shit like that. You know what I mean? Whoever fell asleep first, you're getting punched or you're getting beat up. You feel me? So nobody went to sleep first. But on the other hand, for them, it was a lot different. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I'm talking about the infusing of cultures. You know, for them, it was a lot different. Like, I was 11 years old and I stayed in my homeboy house. Caucasian dude or whatnot. He had a brother, older, older brother. Him and, him and me and his older brother were the same age. You know, he was like a year younger than me. Um, and then we had another friend that uh, stayed over. He was the first one to sleep. So, dude, he pulled his dick out and just put it on his mouth. I'm like, bruh. I was like, and I looked when he woke up with a dick in his mouth. I was like, yo, if you don't whoop his motherfucking ass, I'm like, yo, you need to beat the shit out of him right fucking now. And he chuckled and was like, you guys are so fucking crazy. I ain't no you guys. I'm like, yo, this is what the fuck y'all do when y'all spend... Spend a night with each other. I was like, oh, okay. Let me, let me, you know. I said, look, I'm gonna, I said, I'm gonna let you know right now. I said, I'm gonna let you know right now. I'm sleepy. I'm getting sleepy. If you do some sick shit like that to me, I said, I'm fighting everybody in here. I said, everybody in here is gonna get fucked up. I promise you. And they were like, um, all right. So I was like, all right. Let the standard be known. So I fucking, I, I dozed off. And again, this is not me leading up to some shit like they put a dick in my mouth. No, they did. But when I when I dozed off, my eyes opened and he had his he had my nose pinched. Right? And he said, I was gonna do it to you, but I didn't feel like fighting. I said, I would have fucked you up, bro. I would have killed you in here. Like there would have been no, like I would I would I would have killed that boy. I, I know I would have. Because I I eventually fought him and beat him up and shit, because he called my sister a bitch. I fucked him up. So I know what I would have done to him if you did he would do some shit like sick shit like that to me. But I digress. The point is the point that I was making was how infusing into the culture the rights of manhood are different. The rights of manhood are different. You know, the manhood that we face in regards to to the culture that we now infuse in, because you gotta think about it. They were bug breaking us. You feel me? The biggest, strongest man they could find, they would rape him in front of everybody. Tie him down and rape him. You feel me? So what does that do psychologically? Not only, okay, not only does it show that, okay, I'm emasculating the strongest man. If this man is your standard for what the, the strongest man is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break him. Right? What does that do to a child who sees that? A young boy who sees that? 
it can do one of two things. Of course, it can instill the fear in him that, okay, if I assert my masculinity, if I assert myself as the strong dominant being, the strong dominant alpha force that I am, this is what could happen to me. You feel what I'm saying? Or he can even go grow to anticipate that that's going to happen to him at some point in his life. You feel what I mean? So our right to passage has really been tainted, has really been tainted and manipulated on a whole different level, you know? And, you know, I do my disclaimer because, I mean, it is what it is. Like, this is not a homophobic rant. This is not to say, you know, like, I don't, I don't fear homosexuals, bro. Like, shit's stupid to even feel, feel that way. But the point that I'm making is our right to passage. Our right to passage is more so what has been predicated for the black man to, to for his rights of passage is to go through a phase where he no longer operates from that alpha force. You grow up and you become passive. So I look at it like when we, we and everything about our culture has to define that. You feel what I'm saying? When we go higher up in academia, when we go higher up and we get good jobs and all that shit, we lose a lot of our essence. There's a lot of shit that we wouldn't do, like, you know, as a child that we, you know, and it, it makes sense. It makes sense. You know, you got to learn to think better and you got to like, you know, I had a, I spoke on a panel and one of the sisters said, she said, how come black men don't protect us? And that I like, we got a lot of shit to lose. We got a lot of shit to lose. Our transition into manhood is, is losing a lot of shit. We no longer have the voice that we once had. We no longer have the, the power and the progress that we once had because we can't. Because we can, be, we can have it stripped away from us. So we want to be as docile as, as possible. You feel me? Docile as possible. And we can't necessarily just unplug because it feeds us. You know, it feeds and finances us. Those are two things that if you don't know how to do it for yourself, you're going to be at the mercy of whoever you're working for. You feel me? So there's shit that, you know, you got to go to HR about when you would have normally would have choked the fuck out of a motherfucker. You feel me? And then HR got to do an investigation. This person's going to apologize and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't mean for it to come off like that. Little shit like that, that, you know, fucks with you as a man. You feel what I mean? And I want, like, it's like, it makes me wonder, like, where our rights of passage, like, really deviated from and where it transitioned into. You know, I personally feel like it has a lot of it codified within religion and religious beliefs because a lot of that doesn't, it, it kills our warrior spirit, bro. It kills our fucking warrior spirit. And, like, I get people say, you know, I'm, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord, but that's pacifism. You feel me? Because you become a prayer warrior. You don't fight anymore. You pray. I, 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 can't, I can't get with that shit, bro. I can't get with that shit. Because there's certain shit that as a man, if a, if a motherfucker kills your child, you don't do a press conference and say, okay, I'm so, I, I forgive him. You don't go to the motherfucking courtroom and hug the killer. No. 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 You don't do that shit. I can't call myself a protector and a provider if I'm, if I'm willing to be passive when it's time to do the shit. You know? You kill one of mine, I got to kill two of yours. You feel what I mean? You send a message to me, I'm going to send a bigger message. You know? I say it all the time. A lot of people think this, you know, I'm being funny. But I'm dead ass serious when I say this shit. You know? Sometimes you got to show a motherfucker why you're the bigger person. Like, fuck being the bigger person. Oh, be the bigger person, let that shit go. No, no, no. I got to show you why I'm the bigger person so you don't forget. 
You need to know not to fuck with the bigger person. The bigger person doesn't have to be the bigger person. The smaller person needs to know, I'm the smaller person. I don't need to be fucking with you like that. You know? Sometimes you need, how Jay-Z say it, sometimes you need your ego. You got to remind these fools. You know? And I think that's a part of a rites of passage, like understanding the ego for real and knowing that it has a good side to it and learning how to make it healthy as opposed to trying to kill it. Your ego is what, what makes you survive. Your ego is what gives you your drive to, to do certain shit. You feel me? But you have to strengthen it to make it healthy. You know, you can't just rely on a negative ego. That needs to be fueled and fed on it by outside stimuli. You need to be able to do that for yourself. And I feel like when it comes to right of passage, that's what we need to be. That's what we need to be. So like I was saying, when I was talking to the sister, she was like, I feel like men won't speak up for her, so men won't do that. And I've even just seen recent posts and videos about dudes saying, um, don't put the protector and the provider shit on. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, you can't believe in whatever it is you believe in. Whatever creator it is that you created, they created you to do this very thing. So you can't say in one breath, oh, I believe in it, and then not do what it created you to do. You feel me? On a basic level, we're, we're designed to protect and provide. Our bodies are built for this shit. Our bodies are built to work. Our bodies are built for labor. It's for physicality. That's what it is. You feel what I mean? So she was like, you know, why don't men speak up, you know, when we're disrespected and feel like that? It's because I got shit to lose. Because it's one of the two things, like... I know that if I speak up for you, you know, I'm I'm liable to, to jeopardize my shit. You feel me? And then if like if I don't have anything else to bounce back from, to you know what I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna chance that shit. You feel me? But it goes into the rights of passage of knowing that okay, no matter what, this is what I have to defend because um when we when we consider from a from a from a grander scale that. Our, what is it? Our masculinity as a whole requires us to do certain things. It's like we don't want that accountability. Like, but then it's like we're never taught that. If, you know, if our fathers didn't, like, our fathers can't give us a right to passage when they're working all the time. You know? He's always gone. He can't give me a right to passage. And then it's like when my natural rights of passage phase kicks in, and it's like people be thinking like a rebellious teenager is really a thing. It's not. The, the, that phase of life, when, when a teenager becomes quote-unquote rebellious, that's when their inner voice kicks in and says, you need, it's time for you to start doing you. But I have to be controlled. I have to be manipulated. And I, I cannot be strategically placed to learn about myself. No, continue to do as I say. Continue to do this. Like, no, that's why I rebel. Because my inner essence is fighting. My inner essence is coming out because this is my natural rites of passage phase. You feel me? This is my natural right to pass this phase. And if all my life I've been oppressed, all my life I've been, you know, told what to do. You have to do this, do this this way. You know what I'm saying? Like beating and all of the shit, whoopings and all of that. You know, that makes me rebel more. That makes me rebel more. And I don't know that what I'm actually doing is not that I'm rebelling against, you know, what it is. No, I'm coming into my own. And my own, who I really am, doesn't fit within this anymore. You feel what I'm saying? But if we had our natural rites of passage to say, hey, look, you're feeling this because now I'm going to teach you these steps. I'm going to teach you these things, you know, but what, you know, is deeper than just, you know, going fishing on the weekend, you know, playing basketball on the weekend. Like we got to be able to go above that. 
our, our mentality, our mindset has to be so strong that we now have to teach our sons how to have a strong mindset. We now teach our sons how to have a strong spirit, you know, and a lot of us really can't do that. You know, we really can't do that. And I'm not saying we can't and in, we're incapable of doing it. I'm saying can't in the sense that we don't know how. Because this is just generational shit passed down. So that goes back to the question I asked. When did you become a man? Not, not when you started working. Not when you like knew. When did you become a man? I'm talking about that inner essence. When you were no longer confused about life. When you were no longer, you know. I'm not saying life is not, is not an ever, ever-growing journey and you're still learning. But when were you no longer confused about what you had to learn and what you needed to learn for yourself, what you needed to do for yourself, what you needed to, to, to anticipate, you know, we always still get into the point where we're asking outside forces for questions. We have to have these, these, these points of, of, of subservience in essence, where we're still boys, we're still boys. And so we find the boy is shit and continually to do it continually do it. So I feel like when we have a right to passage, our right to passage in regards to sex, we're just taught to, you know, have condoms and, you know, use protection. Don't get a girl pregnant. You feel what I'm saying? But what about the essence part where what sex does to you? You know, we don't have that. We don't have that true right to passage to, to be taught. Okay. Control your urges. Like I don't, this is why I don't like the book. Think like a man, act like a lady, think like a man. Because in that book, all it tells you is, yo, this is just how men are. Never does it ever say, well, men, this is where we are because of this dynamic, because the fact that we lack our rights of passage. This is where we stand. But this is now you have, you have, like, nobody teaches a boy or a man to control the sexual urges. Think of, like, think about this. A woman gets raped and they blame what she had on. A woman gets raped and they say, okay, well, she wanted it. A woman gets raped and they say, well, you know, she she was with it at first and then she just stopped and I was already in it. So I kept going. You feel me? A lot of a lot of us as men, we say we hate rapists. We say we don't like motherfuckers that sexually abused. But you know how many women sit in your circle right now that are sexually abused that are probably being harassed, sexually harassed right now in the workplace that you don't say, oh, man, she it was just jokes. It was just it wasn't a, just a joke. It wasn't just a joke. But it's a part of the lack of rights of passage that we have to where, okay, look, start controlling your sexual urges. Start controlling, and not in the sense of, like, the, the transformation from boy to a man in regards to that is like this. You no longer have to resist saying certain shit. You know that certain shit is not supposed to be said. Hey, huddle up, broskies, because it's time to elevate. The secret to evolving masculinity is to define it, understand it, then apply it. The Sofrel series defines masculinity as the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction. From this definition, I explain how masculinity is not just the hat that we wear, but it's the essence that we must exude through application. If you enjoy the Sofrel conversations, why not read the books that inspire them? Visit IamJustSeen.com right now to add the Soul Frail series to your library to get a better understanding of what masculinity really is. I promise, after reading Soul Frail, you will never look at masculinity the same again. You feel me? Like, I shouldn't, it, it, it shouldn't get to a point where, you know, I'm not saying this to a woman because I know she'll tell on me or I know she'll take it the wrong way. I'm not saying this to a woman because it's some fucked up shit. Is really wrong. I shouldn't be saying that to her. 
you know, do I flirt with women? Yes, I do. Do I have sexual conversations and innuendos with women? Yes, I do. But only with those who have allowed me into that space, who have permitted me to say, okay, you can say some shit like that to me. You feel what I mean? And, and we have to, we have to get to that point to where that transition happens. And we need to do it at a lot younger ages. You feel what I'm saying? It's mind-boggling how a sexual predator is defended but hated at the same time. You dig what I mean? You know how many how many kids, you know, could have been molested, could have been abused, and won't tell on the abuser simply because that you know they're going to defend the abuser before they actually address the child. I mean, before they actually defend the child. You feel me? They're not going to address them. They're going to say, "Oh, yo, you lying." You're just like that, like, nah, all these babies ain't lying, bro. I'm not saying all of these 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 men are are foul and doing some sick shit, but you gotta listen to your babies too. You gotta listen to your babies. And you know, nobody checks that. Nobody checks that. It's uncles right now that have messed with their nieces. There's uncles that have messed with, you know, there's big cousins that have messed with little cousins, and nobody said anything. Oh, she's lying or she's this, she's that, you know, and then it grows up and then that same mentality, everybody defended it, everybody defended it. So now when I'm in the workspace, now when like sexual harassment, like the fact that you have to have (laughs) a human resources connection for sexual harassment should speak volumes because the fact that it's a thing means that it's a normalcy and it's such a normalcy that we have regulations and guidelines against it. Not teach the motherfuckers, yo, don't do no shit like that. But just say, hey, here's a concept. Like when you instill the whole learning aspect of, you know, action and consequence, you don't teach anything else. You just base it everything off actions and consequence. If I never receive a a consequence, I will continue the action. Simple. It's simple. Our right to passage has to teach us how to control the action so we don't get to the consequence. So we don't need the consequence to teach us. You dig what I mean? But when do we get it? When do we get it? A lot of us, <laughs> and it's fucked up, a lot of us don't have our rights to pass until we have a daughter. Not even a son until we have a daughter. A son allows us to continue. Oh, yeah, I got me a motherfucking boy. He's going to be just like me. Ooh. Ooh. Got to be careful with that. Cause Who the fuck are you and what are you? You feel what I mean? Like, I've had women ask me, it was like, if you had a daughter, would you be comfortable with her dating a man like you? Yes, the fuck I would. In fact, I would hope she dates a man like me. But then when you have those five, like, this is when we get into knowing that there's no rites of passage, knowing that there's no true solidification and transcendence between us going from boys to men and actually learning and learning shit and making a positive transition into that shit. Because the fathers, we have to, we, we pull pistols out on her prom dates. We G-check them at the door. We try to fight them. We try to instill fear within, because we know that ain't nobody teaching the rites of passage. And we know that this is just going to be passed down because boys are like this. You know, it's kind of mindfuckish when you really think about it. To tell your baby girl, your daughter, that boys only want one thing. But not register that is that the one thing you wanted from her mother. What makes you the exception to the rule? 
You know, you have to be affiliated with that shit to know about it. You feel me? And then not only that, why are you not being willing to say, okay, if I know the boy, let's, let me try. Let me be one of those people who could break it with the boys in my circle, with the boys around me. Nah, you let them do their own thing. You let them do their own thing. You feel me? I had people that would tell me, yo, don't be hanging around these this group of dudes because I'm like, I'm just like them. We're all in this, like, like, people be thinking, like, the gangsters and shit be some evil, maniacal motherfuckers. <laughs> no. You just happen to see a glimpse of that, and that's what you magnify. But all of the motherfuckers that, like, we told jokes, we had fun, like, we were really a lot alike. You feel me? We were a lot alike. And they rather, the, 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 the older the older men would rather take me under their wing and leave them alone because they're like, oh, well, it's because you got your head on your shoulders. They, we all got heads on our shoulders. They have their heads on their shoulders too, but they don't have what I have because nobody's taking the time with them. Why are y'all taking the time with me and not them? Oh, because we know that you can't, you know, and it's like, that's not fair. That's not fair. The rights of passion needs to be collective if it takes a village. You dig what I mean? At 17 years old, I was trying to t teach my homies. I'm like, yo, bro. I'm trying to go through, like, I'm going through my rites of passage, and I'm trying to get them to come with me, and they're like, nah, and I couldn't, I couldn't get, like, we're peers. You can't get through to your peers. You can't get through to your peers. And then the old heads was telling them to continue the behavior. You feel me? You know, statutes of limitations and shit, and everybody's out of the lifestyle, but a lot of my, you know, big homies sold drugs. i never forget the day I walked into a crack house. You feel me? Baby sitting on the floor, you know? Crack just being cooked like fucking lasagna and shit around the house. I walk in, I see two of my closest homies just sitting down, you know, learning how to cook crack and shit. You feel me? Learning how to bag it up, learning how to chop it, weigh it, scale it, all of that shit. I walk in and they, the big homies kick me out. I'm like, they like, yeah, nah, you don't need to be in here. You're too young. I'm like, my peers are in this motherfucker. It's babies in here. Y'all telling me that? No, we don't, we don't give a, and the powerful shit that happened. I'm like, it, it, it hit me and it resonated so heavy, so heavy, because what they told me and nobody heard. Well, everybody heard it, but nobody was able to listen to it. Somehow there was a disconnect between actually internalizing what the fuck was said. They're teaching these young boys how to cook crap. They're teaching these young boys how to weigh it, scale it, bag it, and do all this shit. And the words that the big homies uttered was, we don't give a fuck about them. We care what you do. You get the fuck out. I said, damn, how many old heads, how many people who could be our mentors, how many, and I'm using mentor because just for lack of a better term, despite what I said earlier, but how many of us, how many could be instilling guidance in us right fucking now, but they don't give a fuck about us. I happen to be fortunate enough for them to give a fuck about me to kick me out of the crack house. That wasn't the case for some of my homies. That's not the case for a lot of the people that I grew up with. That's not a place, a place for a lot of the people that I know. Nobody to say, oh, I give a fuck enough about you that I'm not going to teach you how to cook crack. You feel me? Like, that shit's crazy. The rites of passage in that, there was no, no men in that space to say, this is wrong behavior. Not just for this one individual who we feel has a head on the shoulder. Because like I said, I still ran with him. I still did all of the shit that they did. You feel me? What was different about me?
what was different? Nothing. Nothing at all. You know, so I look at it like, is our right to pass it solely for destruction? You feel me? Because the guidance that they were getting from the big homies, they were getting some guidance. I wasn't getting guidance from the big homies like that because they never wanted me to do the shit that they did. But there was a, a guide there. There was some kind of guide there. You know, they knew they just, you know, as they said, they knew I had the, I had the glow. I had the, the aura to, excuse me, to do something great with my life. I'm like, so they didn't? Like, they didn't. You know? And that's the thing, you know, that goes back to the point of, you know, I don't want you hanging with like, <laughs> it was so fucking crazy. Me, it was three of us. It was me and two other homeboys, right? I'm gonna say homeboy A and homeboy B, right? So homeboy A had an uncle that was like, I don't want you hanging with homeboy B, but you can hang with Ray. Do y'all know we all hang together? They're like, nah, homeboy B, he gonna lead you down a wrong path and you know, and then, but Ray, he got you. Ray got a head on his shoulder. Cause like, yeah, I would, you know, but I'm like, y'all don't see a lot of the shit that we did. This same homeboy, cause he was the youngest out of, homeboy A, he was the youngest out of all of us, right? So we were both guiding them at the same time, but we all hung together. So we did the same shit, you know, me and him, he's like, man, they don't want me hanging with, uh, with homeboy B, but they said I can hang with you. I'm like, they know when me and you link, we about to go link up with homeboy B, right? They're like, yeah, but they just, I don't know. I'm like, the reason that is the case is because they don't see the potential in either one of y'all, but they see it in me. And they would rather have it in, have y'all hang with me or whatever the case may be. But I'm like, why are the big homies not, why are, and like I said, these were his uncles. These were older people who were depending on, like they weren't instilling anything in homeboy A. They weren't stealing anything in him. They were depending on the fact that they were depending on osmosis. If he hung with me, he will be good. Not realizing that, yeah, I kept him out of trouble. We did shit, but they don't know the stories about how he wanted to fight in school or whatnot. Homeboy A had a, had a had beef with somebody. He wanted to scrap him down in school. His thing was, yo, bro, I'm just going to steal off on him when I get there. I'm like, bro, don't do no shit like that. Go up to him. Whisper to him, say, look, I want to fight. You want to fight? Meet me in the bathroom. Don't make a scene. Don't do none of that shit. Don't take your, cat, your coat off, nothing. Just meet him in there. You know? It was one. It was them two. They went in the bathroom, scrapped out, left. I told him to do that shit. You feel me? I told him to do that shit. Now, could I have just said, yo, resolve your issues, talk it out, and all that shit? Yeah, I could have. But my mind wasn't there. They're going to fight. My thing was, I'm going to try to help you the best way I can to not get in trouble. You feel me? Like, I was cool with the principals. I was cool with this. Like, the principal, the assistant principal knew me by name, but she knew me by name not because I did dumb shit. Well, not because I got caught doing dumb shit. You feel me? I did all of the shit that they did. I just never got caught doing it because I knew how not to get caught. You feel me? So, I remember one time Homeboy A was in school and he had got in trouble for something. And he was talking to the principal. He was like, he said, yo, Miss King, can I, can I just, like, that's my brother right there. She was like, this your brother? I was like, yeah, what'd he do? She said, you know what? You just saved him. She was like, keep him in order. My, and again, it goes back to the osmosis thing. You want the peers to keep each other in, in order, but there's no guidance from the uppers, the, the higher ups. 
There's no guidance from the elders because nobody's breaking down and doing that rites of passage with us. We're leaving the rites of passage in our, in our own hands to go figure this shit out on our own. You feel what I'm saying? In my days now, like, it, it kind of put me into that perspective. Like, I'm a fucking big homie now. And it kind of, like, put the icing on the cake for me because, like, this, um, my 19, a 19-year-old homie hit me up. He was like, bro, I need some advice. I need some guidance. He was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, bam, a 19-year-old is coming to me. I'm a fucking big homie now. You feel me? But I'm like, at the same time, it's like, what can I impart within him? He's like, yo, you're very wise. He said, I trust what you say. And this is just, like, he doesn't even know me personally. This is just from a social media connection. You feel me? And I respected that because I'm like, I ain't had none of that shit. You feel me? No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that because when I was 12, I had a homeboy who was 17 and he told me the realest shit I ever heard. Well, because like at 12, I had started smoking, right? He asked me why I smoke. I said, everybody else smoke. Y'all don't get on them. Again, it was one of those things where everybody focused on me and not my peers, not those around me. Like, yo, y'all, we live around the corner from each other. Y'all see us playing basketball and riding bikes up these streets all the time. But y'all want to pour into me and not them. Because the rites of passage has to be collective. But he told me something powerful. He said, you know what? Why did you, he was like, why you start smoking, man? You're too young for that. I said, man, everybody else smoke. I said, the other people my age too, and y'all don't say nothing to them. It was, fell back into one of those things where, you know, we don't, we don't give a fuck about them. Why? Why? What happened? What happened to our rites of passage where it cannot happen because we don't give a fuck about the younger kids? You know? But he told me, he said, he said, you know, I told him I started smoking just to fit in because everybody else was smoking. He was like, you know, the best way of fitting in is to stand out. That's why I fucking do me to this day. That's why I try to deviate from what everybody else is doing. Because of what he poured into me at that particular moment. He said the best way of fitting, fitting in is to stand out. And I stood out ever since. And I motherfuckers fuck with me. Because I do my own thing. I stay in my own lane. You feel what I'm saying? But... That comes within the collective rites of passage. Our fathers need to be teaching that. My pops wasn't even, my pops was never there. I talk to my pops now, he still needs a rites of passage. <laughs> he still needs a rites of passage. My pops is older than me, of course. <laughs> Physically, he's older than me. But we were talking, and he was like, yeah, man, I got to have me a white woman. Nigga. Even I know that that's a bad idea. You should know that's a bad idea. You grew up in, in segregation times, my nigga. Like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> and he grew up in the South. I'm like, you grew up in North Carolina in segregation times. You know better. Like, you know better, bruh. But those things can never be imparted within me. They can never be poured into me, you know? Because there was never a rites of passage. But then it's like, if the rights of passage, like I tell, I say this all the time. I said, you know, despite being raised without a father, despite what I took in, despite the, the pain that it left me, when healing from it, I realized that was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Because he would have gave me a right to passage that would have made me just like him. You feel what I mean? It would have made me just like him. So I ask, where's our rights of passage coming from? 
music. You know, I heard I was watching a Tupac interview. He was like, you know, yeah, you know, we, we get the game from the big homies and the rap song. They say, go punch this nigga out. That's how you going to do it. That's what you feel to be a man. And I feel like I got big nuts now because I think he got big nuts. You feel what I mean? And it's like that, that that's what that's what fuels me, you know, and that's where that we're, we're catering, catering our rights of passage based off of some shit that we don't need to be catering it to. I'm not saying don't know how to fight. I'm not saying, you know, don't have that aggressive side to you if it needs to come out, you know. But we got to learn how to transition between being barbarians and warriors. That comes with a rite of passage. You feel what I mean? And being able to comfortably do that shit, you know. But our rite of passage is solely based off of fucking and physical shit. There is no mental rite of passage. There is no spiritual rite of passage. You know, our spiritual quote-unquote rite of passage is to become a religious God-fearing man or a religious Allah-fearing man or a religious deity-fearing man. Why? That doesn't do anything but make you pass it. That goes back to saying, like, I have never, I've never, ever met a gangster religious person because you can't be. You can't be. Yeah, I get it. You know, you hear the rappers, you hear people talking about, yo, only, you know, fear God and all of that stuff. And, you know, they go into it. But I'm talking about they have that belief in them you know what I mean? And they still like, for example, The Boondocks was a very, very powerful show simply because it gave a lot of insight on a lot of shit. But I was like, I was like Riley. I didn't have a gangstalicious that I looked up to. But at 12 years old, you know, 11, 12 years old, 50 Cent came out, Get Rich or Die Trying. He talked about, but 50 Cent was hard. Like, I wanted to be 50. I ain't want to get shot, though. I ain't want to get shot. That, mm -mm, no, no, don't shoot, no, don't shoot me. I fell off my bike one time and that scraped my knee and shit. I said, hell no. I'm not getting shot. I got shot with a BB before. Motherfucker shot me in the leg with a BB. And I said, yo, fuck that. That shit made me cry. That was a BB. I don't want no bullets. <laughs> I don't want no bullets. I don't want to, I don't want to recover from no bullet wounds. I don't want that. But I wanted to be like 50. You feel me? He still had a, yeah, I believe in God. Like, what he's saying, many men, every night I talk to God, but he don't say nothing back. Like, we feel that shit because we feel like that growing up. So that's where we get in our, our, our syllabus. I'll say that. I like that. That's where we get in our syllabus for, for our rites of passage. Yo, you got to be this. You got to be that. You got to be this. You got to be that if you're going to be a man because that's what we're seeing as men. You feel me? I remember <laughs> I remember when In The Club came out, I tried to do some upside down sit-ups and damn near broke my neck. Because <laughs> I ain't had the equipment that he had and shit, right? So I just got on the door and you feel me? I hung upside down. The whole door almost came down and shit. I almost broke my fucking neck. <laughs> but I felt like that's what I needed to do to be a man. Do some sit-ups upside down. <laughs> but the point of that that I'm making is that we're going to go through a rites of passage. It's just who's going to take us there? Who's going to fuel us there? You feel what I'm saying? So now all of our insight comes from people that are, you know, destroying themselves. And like peers. You know what I'm saying? You know, my older brother is the same bank, is same age as uh, Lloyd Banks or whatnot, right? And he was listening to Lloyd Banks a lot. And I would notice that he would quote a lot of just like, Lloyd Banks would quote, you know, rap about having bitches, having this, and fucking all the time and doing all that shit. My brother would quote that. I'll be listening to it. And that's that's what I embody. You feel me? It was so, it was so funny. Like, I had a big homie. We had this little, it was a little funny thing, right? Like, he was like, yo, we G-Unit. He like, I'm 50. He was the oldest one. He's like, I'm 50. He 
He told me, he's like, yo, you banks, because you the smooth motherfucker. He told me homeboy A was, uh, you know, he told me homeboy B was Tony Yayo, because he was the drug dealer. He was the, the motherfucker out here getting money, who was a real, you know, gutter street dude. Um, and then homeboy A, they called him game, because he was like, yo, you just came into the, into the unit, but you might get kicked out soon. So it was, like, <laughs> it was funny as shit when we did that shit. But I started to internalize that. I started to shape and frame my shit off of the shit that I heard Lloyd Banks rapping. You feel what I mean? And my homeboy, homeboy B, he was really framing the shit off of the shit that Tony Ayo was rapping. Like, we didn't know any better. We didn't know the differentiations between that shit. You know? You know? Ultimately, and it's, it's maybe it's, you know, crazy. Maybe it's just the reality. Homeboy A, the one that we was calling game and shit because you might get kicked out the group. Like, we wasn't going to kick him out. That's, that's, that's my right hand, man. I fucks with him still to this day. We don't talk like we used to, but I fucks with him still. He ultimately became a blood. Game is a blood. Like, it's, like, you feel me? It's like, okay, we don't really know a lot of the shit that's being affirmed to us when we model certain shit. <clears throat> but our rites of passage gives us the template. Like, when we're in that open phase, this is what we become. You know, this is what we become. And so, going forward in life, it's like, I look back and I'm like, yo, we never really became men. We never really became men. We became old boys and we never had that rites of passage moments where it's like, now I'm a man. Now I rely on my own thoughts. I rely on my own spirit. I rely on these essence. I don't need anybody as an intercessor or anybody to do anything for me because that's not what I was put here for anyway. You know, that's what a rites of passage has to teach us. That's what our rites of passage is supposed to be. We don't have a fucking rites of passage anymore. We don't. We're, we're, we're shifted into different systems. Go get a football coach. Go get a basketball coach. And they structure us to one particular thing. They don't teach us shit. You know, oh, I put you in basketball so you can learn how to work with a team. I put you in this and that. But what about the isolation to teach us how to work with ourselves? Like, I'm not saying be alone, be in solitude, but how many of us know how to do for self, how to do anything without being, you know, because then you have those people that are able to do those things for themselves. And what do they become? They become the star athlete. They become that number one draft pick. They become that person that ends up carrying the team because their natural essence clash with the rites of passage that taught a certain thing. And so they end up being the person who takes on higher levels of shit that they shouldn't have, you know. But we don't learn it. We ain't learn it from our fathers. And it's crazy, like, even though, even with our fathers there, sometimes our coaches are more of a father figure than our fathers because our coaches are spending more time with us. Our coaches are, you know, um, being involved with us. Our teachers, you know, which is like, it's bittersweet for me to say this. But this is why we need more black men in the education system. Um, so our, our boys can see certain shit, but we need to see them in the education system without the, without the confrontation, without the friction. You feel what I mean? We need to be able to come. Like, I didn't have my first black male teacher until I was a freshman in college. I was a freshman in college when I had my first black male teacher. All my other teachers have been women. And if they were men, they were white men. 
And you already know how that go. I don't fuck with y'all. Y'all don't fuck with me. You feel what I'm saying? But that cultivation was hard. It was hard. Because, you know, in my rites of passage moments, you know, I only had one. He really wasn't Caucasian. He said he was Italian. I'm like, nigga, you white, bro. Don't play with me. I ain't white. I'm Italian. Okay. Okay. You're a Caucasian from Italy. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, but whatever the case may be, like, he, you know, he talked to me a little bit. And he was on some shit like, yo, bro, you don't, you know, play football so you don't be angry. Like, like he's like, yo, you got a lot of, ang lot of anger in you, so play football. Like, why don't, why don't, why haven't I been taught how to deal with anger? I haven't. Because there's no rites of passage for it. There's no rites of passage for a man to deal with his emotions, to learn his emotions, to actually understand them. Like, I had to go into the darkness of myself to do that. And when I did that, now I know how to, you know, deal with emotions. I know how to channel them and use them. I'm like, oh, shit. I am supposed to feel it, but I'm supposed to learn how to dissipate it. Not like, okay, I'm going to go because I'm hurting. I'm going to go and just desecrate that whole team because I'm mad. No, because now that teaches me to inflict harm on people and things when I'm, when I'm in that space. Now you just give me an outlet to do so where I'm not being criticized for it. You feel what I mean? Well, I'm not being criticized for it, but this is what you encouraged me to do. You know, so I write to passages off. I'm going to keep saying that. Like, I write to passages off because we don't have one. We don't have one. And if there's no cultural system, if there's no fucking setup for us as black men to have a right to passage to become a black man, not to become just a man with black skin who has European tendencies. I mean, a black man. From your essence, everything still maintains and every still, everything still is what it's supposed to be because you learn how to go through that. If we don't have that rites of passage, what do we become? We become old boys who need, and I've been telling people all the time, I said, emotionality is going to, rationality is going to follow emotionality. Therefore, that masculine essence is going to follow the feminine essence. We need women. We need feminine essences to transform us. Y'all can argue with me all day long about how we don't. But we fucking do. This is why we decide to change the moment we have a daughter. Because that is the raw feminine essence that transforms us and pushes us to become men. You feel what I mean? But in our rites of passage, we need to be learning how to treat women, learning how to speak to women, not how to get numbers like, you know, I had a, I was, again, back to the peer shit. I had a homeboy who was raised with a father in the home. And this was some funny shit. I was like 17, 16, 17. And <clears throat> he comes to me. He's like, yo, bro, I need some advice. And I was just playing. But this is, you know, my spiritual connection kicking in. I, I'm low-key a psychic. So I can catch on to when, what people are about to say next. So he was like, yo, bro, I need some advice. I was like, man, what you need? You need me to help you talk to a bitch? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. So I had to shift out of that mode to where, okay, nah, nigga. Like, I ain't talking about bitches. Like, you really like this person. Don't see it like that. So he's like, yo, I want to talk to her. What do I do? I said, look, bro, this is what you do. You observe her for a little bit. You find out something that she really likes. And you strike up a conversation about that. He's like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I said, don't try to impress her. Don't try to be like, yo, what's up, ma? Don't try to game. Don't do none of that shit. You're going to get her. I promise you, you're going to get her. If you find out something, you observe something that she's paying attention to, that she observed, and you speak to her about that. You'll get it. He said, yo, so that's how you be getting them like that. I was like, kind of. 
I actually pay attention to them. I don't make it about me and the conquest. I actually like, yo, I, let me see what she likes. And let me talk. Let me see if I like that shit too. And then I talked to him. He got a number. He was like, yo, it worked. I know. I know. You know why? Because you treated her like a human being. See, our right to passage needs to be in that vein where we're teaching our sons the mental and spiritual levels and we're able to ascend that, you know? And if we can get back into it, we need to have a codified system of what our right to passage is going to be, you know, not just for the physical, but for the mental and the spiritual as well. If we can find those source and we can find a way to do that, I can guarantee like we'll ascend and transform like this world has never seen. But we'll ascend and transform to the likes that this world will always fear. And don't forget to take a moment to go get your exclusive merchandise from Just Scenes merch. At Just Scenes, each piece is specifically crafted with positive imagery and symbolism. From the titles and designs to the descriptions, each style gives you something to feel great about. With everything from hoodies and tees to coffee mugs and tote bags, we have something for the entire family. So be sure to get yours today. Find us on Instagram at Just Scenes Merch and get your merchandise right now. Yeah, so that was pretty much it for Rites of Passage. If it seemed all over the place, it's because I ain't write shit down this time. It's like I got the download and I just went and hopped into it. So I talked about whatever I was told to talk about um, or led to talk about. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, our Rites of Passage, we need one. We need to have a codified right to pass. Not no freestyle shit that we just play around with. You feel me? But it's going to come with us unifying on a like mind level. Brothers need to come together on that to really, okay, this is what we're going to do. And what we cannot do is try to standardize what defines a man because that's what fucked us up the first couple of times we tried to do this shit. It can't be, okay, if you're Muslim, then you follow this. Or if you're Christian, then you follow this. Or if you're this, then you have, then this is the only way you can follow this. No, because at this point, we're too scattered around for that shit. We need to teach core principles on how to how to come into that vein of transitioning into manhood that's devoid and separate from belonging to a certain affiliation. You feel what I mean? Because it's crazy. It's crazy how, you know, I look at and I, I gotta base things off of, you know, the understanding of women because our once, because our codified essence of what a, ma a man is, a woman sets that as her standard for what it is, right? So when I was working, when I was in, you know, corporate America working and everything, like, I, I was able to get a certain caliber of women, right? I can still get that caliber of women, don't get me wrong, but the point that I'm making is now, now that I deviated from, like, when I talk to women, they be like, oh, where do you work at? I'm like, I don't work. That's all they hear. They don't ever let me add the part about for anybody they don't ever let me add the part where, okay, I have these businesses that I'm running. They don't ever let me get to that part. But it's like, oh, okay, um, you don't have a job. Mm, I don't. I don't. I, I do not have a job. But I work for myself. You feel me? But what I do do is this. I, you know what I mean? So, you know, and then on that other vein, I've had women who, we could be hitting it off. Oh, you're not, you don't go to church? You're not a, like, No. I don't, you know, but it's never understood. Like, so 
we need to be able to see a man outside of all of the decorations that makes him. Because within the church, I've seen more cowards in the church than I've seen out of it. I've seen more cowards within a mosque than out of it. You feel me? I've seen more dudes who were not men in these very things that, oh, that's a man because he's here, he's up. He's like, no, we got to break that because we don't, we got to stop fucking like, this is why I always talk about masculinity being the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction and femininity being the physical, the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of synthesis and construction. And I say that because we operate from toxic femininity and we think that's manhood. We think that's masculinity. So we get caught up in details of shit. However many details we have, that's what defines us. We don't pay attention to the principles because it's a lot of detailed motherfuckers who have no principles. It's a lot of detailed motherfuckers who lack principles. And that's the problem. We need set core solid principles that we're going to adhere to, that we're going to utilize for when our boys enter that teenage phase, that we can actually break down physically, mentally, and spiritually and teach them these things and guide them into that. You feel what I'm saying? Do I have these core principles now? No, I don't. I don't. I can't. I'm not going to, you know, be that motherfucker who say, yeah, follow me and don't know. Don't do what the fuck I do. All I can say is observe what I have put in So Frail and So Frail 2 and utilize the principles that I have listed. You know what I mean? And So Frail 3 is going to be a, a lot more expound upon that, but I have to give you the principle because you can't live my life. Because I'm an individual, you're an individual, your individual gift is, is, is not here for that. You know what I mean? It's, it may not be here for what mine is here for. But the principles are unanimous. The principles are what we're supposed to be defined as. So we need to teach our sons how to do these things. We need to teach our sons how to transition into these things and, and no longer allow them to do it. It takes, it's, it's sad, but it takes a daughter to get a man to find out who he, who he is and how he can maintain her. You feel me? How he can get to that point where I can be the model that she needs me to be so she can pick the right man. It's too late. She's not going to pick the right man. Do you know why? Because she's going to pick what made your mother love you. She's going to pick what made her mother love you. Not what you feel. And not what you feel is, 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 is you know, I'm saying like you can't set this standard because, you know, as I always say, you can't call your daughter a princess and treat her mama like a bitch. It don't go hand in hand because she's going to find a man who treats her the way you treat the mother. It's that simple. But we need to break down that level to where our sons, when they come into this age, when, we, when they get in that rebellious phase, we got to figure out what they're rebelling for. They're seeking attention. They're seeking some kind of yearning and learning. And then we have to take them into the rites of passage. We have to guide them through the rites of passage. But, but we have to have our own rites of passage first. You have to go through it. You have to go through it to where you have that defined moment to say, I am a man. Not I'm a confused boy still trying to figure myself out. I am a man. You feel me? Not by the details. Not by the fact that I work, that I do this, that I do that. And it's like, yo, when you transition into that phase, the shit that you know that a man had, like, you don't even think about it. You just do it. You just do it. And that's where we have to get our sons to. That's how we're supposed to get, like, in Black Panther, when um, T'Challa became um, the Black Panther or whatnot, and he went into the ancestral realm. When he went into the ancestral realm and he talked to his father, his father said, have I not prepared you for my death? 
He said, if I have not prepared my child, he said, if I had not prepared my children for my death, I have failed as a father. That was a very powerful sentiment, and that was real. That comes into rites of passage. I have to prepare you for all of the things that I will leave you, I will, you will no longer have to rely on me for. I have to teach you how to start doing those things. You dig what I mean? So that comes in from sexuality and, you know, sex and all of that shit. We teach them from the higher level of it. What it can do to you, the spiritual attachments, the binds, the soul ties. We're teaching the mind on the different levels of, my, of the mind and the thought, how you go from belief, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. We have to teach these things. We have to be able to show that from the spiritual aspect. We need to get to the core essence of the singularity of the one and understanding the duality based off of masculinity and femininity. We need to teach that shit to our sons, but we have to learn it. We have to learn it so we can have a, a proper rites of passage so they can live their life according to their, uh, their mission. Don't try to mold them and make them a cookie cutter because you can't. That's what they're fighting against. That's, the, that's what they're rebelling against. We have to find them, learn them. This is where the first phase of their life with their mother comes in because that emotional aspect allows them to be themselves. We need to take that from the man's aspect. We take that cultivated into the rites of passage and make them a man. You feel me? That's the rites of passage phase. And that's what we have to get back to. And we have to codify it, codify it, codify it and find it from the principal aspect. So that way, even if you decide, okay, hmm, I like the tenets of Islam, so I'm going to be a Muslim. I like the tenets of Christianity, so I'm going to be a Christian. I like the tenets of being, and I like the freedom of being an entrepreneur. Okay, I don't like the responsibility of being an entrepreneur, so I'm going to work my way up in the ranks so I can be an executive or somewhere I can have a job or whatever the case may be. But no matter what thing you're in, the core principles still stand the same within you. You dig what I mean? It's like, I don't really, okay, for example, because it makes sense. A basketball player, there's, there's five positions for the team. Feel me? Point guard, shooting guard, uh, small four, power four, center. You feel me? I need to be able to play my part as my part, but I need to be able to be efficient to be that level. All basketball, all professional basketball players are what? Professional basketball players. That's the principle. They're professional basketball players. But then now they're that professional level within their own right. You feel me? You have your Allen Iversons, you have your Kobe's, you have your Jordans, you have your uh, Bill Russell's, you have, you know what I mean? Everybody plays their part well, but the principle is still there, all professional basketball players. You dig what I mean? So that's the point that I'm trying to get to. There needs to be a codified standard of what makes us that man, what, what gives us that rites of passage into that next phase. And then wherever we decide to go, you know, we're able to stand in that as the men that we are as the man who has been transcended into his rites of passage, into his manhood. You know, again, I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. So don't look to me like I, I do. All I can do is present my process, what I had to go through to get to this point. My own personal rites of passage that I had to go through. Because I had to do it by myself, I don't want anybody to do it. I, I definitely don't want a younger generation to do it by themselves. I don't. That shit is very, very difficult. It took a lot of pain. It took a lot of darkness. It took a lot of fighting to find this for myself.
You feel me? And it's going to take a lot for you. It's going to take a lot for your sons. It's going to take a lot for everybody. But we have to set up the principles and set up the codified standard to say, okay, when your rites of passage happens, this is going to be the sequence. This is what we have to go through. We have to, bam, here's point A, here's point B. You're at this age, we go through that, you know? And it can be certain things. You know, I've looked up certain documentation, you know, that, you know, to get over fear, our ancestors used to bungee jump from vines. How true it is, I don't know. But in the rites of passage, they will bungee jump. That gets you fear. Like, everybody ain't going to be able to bungee jump. You feel me? One thing that I can say is getting on a very steep roller coaster. Feeling what that adrenaline feels like to feel fear at your highest aspect. You feel what I mean? Those are rites of passage and understanding, okay, bam, now I need to transmute this. Now I need to start doing, like, going over certain things like that within our sons to teach them. You know, it's not always about beating them up. I'm going to show you how to do this. Like, no, 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 no. Granted, teach your kids how to fight. Teach your kids how to defend themselves, but teach them what they're fighting for. A lot of us are just fighting because we're angry. You know, therefore we can't fight for our people. But these principles need to happen. Like when you're ready for this, have, have this required, required reading, have this understanding and read. And not necessarily, like I said, everything has to be based on principle, not detail. So I'm not telling you to read this as indoctrination. I'm telling you to read this and we're going to peel back the layers as how it understood because what I'm showing you in this regard is you're reading it, not to regurgitate it back to me, but to show me where your mind works with that. Because now you have to see how your mind is infused within the world. Because how I perceive is not going to be how you perceive. But the principle, if we can, we can come to a consensus on the principle, then we can go from there. And then I can teach you how to properly utilize your mind to transition you from belief to knowledge, from knowledge to wisdom, from wisdom to understanding. You dig what I mean? And then from the spiritual aspect, I can get you to the point where you're not going to be able to comprehend masculinity and femininity until you have the level of understanding within your mind. Then you see, oh shit, everything is duality. Everything is literally based off of the law too. You feel me? My masculine essence, my feminine essence, these things go hand in hand. One doesn't operate or... or, or <clears throat> One doesn't operate above the other. One doesn't deviate. Despite the fact that we have, as men, the predisposition for masculinity, period. I go to, the, I go to bat 100% with that. Nobody can fuck with me on that shit. You're not going to, you're not going to, you cannot tell me that we don't. Just like women have the predisposition for femininity. That I will not argue with. You feel what I mean? But we need to get to the point where we're able to see that. And teach how to tap into those essences. From a spiritual level, it's about teaching you how to tap into your essence and your core. You feel what I mean? And that's where our rites of passage has to be restored and has to come back. We can no longer rely on our rites of passage being given through rappers and music who always talk about fucking and popping pills and doing all this shit. So now, these young boys, it's crazy as fuck. These young boys got erectile dysfunction at 22 and 23 years old. Because they fucked up their bodies listening to motherfuckers who never had any guidance. You dig what I mean? It's like if you watch the phases of this shit, the, between 18 and 25, that's when prisons are most popping simply because it's rites of passage time. Between 15 years old and 25 years old, that 10-year bracket, that's where, our, that's where our rites of passage is supposed to happen. But we're in prison for that shit. Or we're institutionalized within the school system for that shit. We're not taught on when it actually happened. So then when we come out of it, that's when we're, okay, cool. And now we're no longer a threat anymore. 
Tupac said it basically after 30, nobody want to hear that shit no more. He said after 30, you don't have the drive to fight for your people like he did. You don't have that, that energy. And, and they know that. They already put that in there because they know us a little bit better than we do. So they know how to keep us within that component of, you know, you take, take the father out of the home. You're not, your son's not going to have a right to passage. Or he's going to have to figure his right to passage out on his own. But he's not going to be able to do that because he's going to be continually indoctrinated on what his right to passage is supposed to be. And so I said, we need to get back to that and get into that right to passage phase again, you know, where we teach the mental, teach how to discipline the, the physical, teach how to discipline the mental and teach how to discipline the spiritual from all aspects. But we have got to learn it. So with that being said, I'm not going to ramble or go on a little bit too much than that. I, you know, gave my piece. That's where we at with right to passage. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore scene underscore. Check me out at IamJustSeen.com where you can have access and get connected to all things that are me, um, my books, my courses, uh, chatting with Scene if you ever want to have a session on anything. Um, what else? Uh, my merch, you know, I make the designs and everything myself, um, you know, with symbolisms for, you know, our own psyches to make us, to show us, you know, better images of ourselves. Um, be sure to get my books, uh, Hitting the Raw, Living the Raw, Plant-Based Lifestyle for Life, if you're trying to transition to the plant-based lifestyle. Um, so Frail of Reality to Black Male Masculinity. So Frail 2, Toxic Femininity. Um, so Frail 3 is coming. I'm working on it. Um, what else? What else? What else? If you're looking to day trade, um, invest, um, things like that, learning how to actually master the markets a lot better, you can go to, um, uh, go on to IamJustSeen.com and, um, Go to my Justine Academy and you can check out um, Mastering the Market or um, Hitting It Raw, the Hitting It Raw program. Um, quick message for anybody who, because I've noticed that a lot of y'all keep enrolling into it, but you're not getting into the course. You're enrolling into the actual academy. Just scroll down a little bit and you will see both classes and you can just click whichever one and then you enroll into that one. Um, but yeah. Um, that's about it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for that. So rights of passage, we need to get back into it. You know, we need to redefine and codify our rights of passage as to what the fuck is happening to us now. And, you know, it's time to make a change. We cannot wait until we have daughters to start this shit. And we cannot not give up. We got to We cannot say we don't give a fuck about our sons, our boys, our nephews, our youth. We cannot do that anymore. We cannot. We cannot refuse to pour into them because we don't give a fuck about them or because they're not my problem. They're going to be your problem. They will be your problem if you don't impart something in them. Because what happens when that young boy meets your daughter and there was nothing that he could have, he, he could have learned, he's going to do your daughter how you could have. He's going he to do your daughter in a way that could have been prevented. Not because you told your daughter to watch out for fuck boys. Not because you told your daughter to pick good men or pick a man like me or whatever the case may be, but because he had a rites of passage that imparted within him something that taught him to not damage that woman. You know, so with that being said, as always, you know, kiss your babies, you know, make sure they eat their vegetables and find a young boy or, you know, and nephew, whatever it is, son, you know what I mean? 
start to peel back the layers and find out where they are in their rites of passage phase. And listen to them. Let them tell you what principles they're missing in you. And teach them to them. You know, and as always, I love y'all, man. Keep your head up. Um, through this quarantine time, continue to do what you do. Continue to press forward. Um, don't give up hope. Don't give up on self. Continue to better yourself and keep going in. Um, with that being said, I'll see y'all on the next one. As always, I love you. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.